to talk dogs. North Sound 1, Red Friday. It's been a while since we've said this, but it's Destination Tanadice for the Dons tomorrow for the first Dundee United Aberdeen match of the season. It's the first game back after the international break, and it's one that Andy Considine will remember, rightly so, says Derek McInnes. You know, we see how Andy's performed for us over a period of time, and um, very consistent, and it is a reward for his perseverance. And North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, I'm joined in the studio by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny. I'm Mike, and uh, there's only really one thing, gentlemen, that we're going to start with today, and that is this. We're going to talk about Andy Considine. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> I hope he's not listening. <laughs> Andrew, I want to come to you first. Uh, what a week. What a week it's been for Andy Considine, because uh, Scotland call-up, age of 33, he's played two games, two clean sheets, six points, the best run Scotland have been on in such a long, long time. Um, well deserved and overdue. Absolutely, um, and football can be a very cruel game, as as both Dave and I know. But um, that was one of the real feel good factor stories that has emerged from the game in recent years. I think Andy, uh, as you say, thirty three years old, thirteen years to the day since he made his under twenty one. Uh, debut, he makes his full Scotland debut and it's got a nice ring to it hasn't it, Andrew Considine, Aberdeen in Scotland, and the, the great thing was he let nobody down and as the manager said, he just did what Andy Considine does and it's something that we have seen for years and years, he's so consistent very unflappable, just gets about his job, does the, the job of defending and Took to the international stage like a duck to water, to be perfectly honest, but so richly deserved. I mean, you couldn't meet a nicer guy from a nicer family in Scottish football. And they would all have been absolutely thrilled to bits that Andy can finally, as I say, put the name Scotland International after uh, to, to his CV. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, well, I can't believe we're saying this, Dave, but it is a great week to be a Scotland international football fan. Yeah, that's a phrase that we don't often use. Uh, but yeah, the, the Czech Republic game, I, I actually only saw the second half because I was playing tennis during the first half. And uh, of course, the second half, it was back to the wall <laughs> for the, almost the whole, or indeed the whole 45 minutes almost. But uh, a fantastic result. And it really does give the confidence such a boost ahead of the the crucial, crucial game in Serbia next month. It is quite incredible that we are talking that way. Before we get started on what is, of course, another huge game for the Dons tomorrow, we're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk a little bit more about Andy Considine, and we're going to hear from two former Dons. We're going to hear from Darren Young, who will also talk a little bit about tomorrow's game. And first of all, we're going to hear from Richie Byrne. I think we all know and we all knew that Andrew was uh, a special player when he first came in training with the group. He was a young lad and from the very first day he came into training, he just looked as cool and as composed as anyone out there. Um, I think for me, I've said this before many times, Andrew, he probably has one of the best temperaments I've ever seen in a footballer. Uh, Very composed on the ball, excellent in terms of 1v1 defending and never losing his, his composure. It didn't matter the size of the game we were playing. He played the same way every game. And that's something that's hard to do for a lot of players. Uh, It's hard to keep a consistency. Even when the games are not as big, they're not as tough, you're expected to win, which are sometimes the hardest games to play in, the ones when you're expected to win. But no matter who he's playing and when he plays and where he plays, you know, such a versatile player. 
Uh, what a player to have beside you. Uh, he was great when I was centre-back and he was in left full. And then when I was left full back and he was centre-back, it was, it, was, it was a dream to play with. Honest to God, what a player. Uh, I'd give him the ball and he'd, he'd pick out a great pass every time. Very rarely lost possession. Uh, what a player. Um, so I can't speak highly enough for Andrew as a guy, uh, as a young lad and as a player. So uh, I'm delighted that he got his call up. I think it's well deserved. I think it's a long time coming. I think he should have been in earlier. Uh, it's, it's consistently over the years, uh, you know, some of the players that have got games ahead of him, I think he should have been in long ago. Uh, but listen, he's in now um, and hopefully he gets a few games under his belt before he decides to retire from the game. So I hope he gets a long run in the in the international cell. Fancy Aberdeen to win 2-0 away to Dungeon United. Uh, they're coming out a wee bit of form, they're doing well and hopefully everybody can come back COVID free and, and ready to go for the, for the game. They're doing well in the league. Um, Probably a slow, as much as it was a slow start, maybe the performances weren't that great, but at the same time you've got to keep, take into consideration there were quite a few men down and they end up losing their strikers through injury. So Aberdeen, they've come, they've come back well and, and Derek McInnes again, he's done a great job. So hopefully a 2-0 victory away to Dungeon United. Uh, regards to Big Andy, um, absolutely brilliant and, and kind of delighted for him, Mike. Andy's one of these, these good guys and I remember when I was kind of, when I was obviously came through and I was kind of leaving Aberdeen at the time, Andy was just a young boy coming through and you could see him every day he was in the gym um, and, and to be fair I, I remember back then a couple of boys used to give him a wee bit of stick for it but tell you what he's got a great attitude one of the, the best professionals you can kind of work with uh, and he deserves it he's done great the two performances and to get two victories and get two clean sheets as well is, is testament to him that he's 33 and he's still doing the wee bits the wee bits of extra to kind of to kind of to, to keep himself right and make sure he's playing week in week out whether it's kind of the left back left wing back left centre half or just an actual centre half as well so um, delighted for Big Andy and couldn't meet a nicer guy Andrew you can almost feel clubs other clubs fans wondering if we've all gone a bit overboard this week in, in the praise and the, and the sort of adulation of the achievement of getting those Scotland caps for Andy Considine but for the club for fans for Andy himself for his friends and family it's really really been a special week yeah it has and not just for Andy um, I think for everyone involved with the the Aberdeen uh, Academy when you you look at that side Ryan Fraser an Academy graduate scores the goal Uh, Stephen O'Donnell who was part of the Academy he was involved as was Kenny McLean Andrew Considine's come up through the ranks at Aberdeen. You know, there was a Brian Jack as well, who I thought was excellent uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, so it's been a big week for, for these guys. And, you know, they, they've worked with these, these players since they were, you know, just into their teenage years or even before. And it, it must be brilliant for them to see all these players featuring on the international stage at a time when Scotland are going well. So, um, yeah, it's... It's understandable that that some folk will be thinking we've been going overboard, but I think, as I said earlier, we've seen Andy Considine doing this week in, week out for many a year. And even some Aberdeen fans, it's not too long ago that they were all going, get Andy Considine out the side, he's a weak link. These same people will now be saying, oh, Andy Considine should have been in the Scotland squad forever because look at how well he's done. But... He hasn't improved. He's just kept on going this, at the same level in, in the last two, three years. So it, it came as no surprise really to see that, that he, he handled the, the transition up to international football so easily. 
Yeah, it's been a good week to be a Scotland fan, but we are going to turn our matters to domestic issues. And first of all, of course, we're going to be looking mainly at tomorrow's game, Dave. But before we do that, just a, a look back on the last Aberdeen game, which I don't know if you can remember that far back, because it feels like so long ago. It does. It always does. It's just when I met Andrew in the car park, when we were coming in, we're both saying it seems absolute ages since we were here. And although the last game was obviously on the, the Friday night, so Andrew and I were um, did the show from Audrey, it seems a lot longer than a fortnight, but it was another um, very good performance in terms of character and t- to dig out the win after being a goal down against a St Mirren side that I think surprised everybody. They did not look like a team that were heading towards their sixth defeat on the trot. Um, they were very short in bodies because of injury and uh, other circumstances, but they, they they played really really well. And I think Jim Goodwin was really in his post match. He was saying how proud he was of the performance. Obviously, they were gutted that they didn't take anything. But from an Aberdeen perspective, it was a, a case of digging deep and getting the three points and. Hopefully we'll do that again tomorrow. Yeah, Andrew, th- there is that thing as well. The mentality is almost more important sometimes than than anything else. Obviously, consistency is a huge part of it, but getting the results. And we were talking about before the game, we were all quite confident of, of, a, of a sort of straightforward enough win for the Dons. And that was based on form as well. But St Mirren did play well. But Aberdeen held out. They got back. They got the two goals. They got that last-minute winner. Good goals as well, although the St Mirren goal was a bit special too. And it is about... It's a a game that you feel maybe last season might have finished 1-0 St Mirren, might have finished 1-1. But to get the win 2-1, that's the kind of form that teams that are winners and winning tend to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you say, uh, as Dave said, St Mirren played so much better than we all expected. Uh, Aberdeen started the game very brightly. But St Mirren came into it and, and more than held their own through to half time. Uh, then, early in the second half, Ethan Erehon scores an absolute worldie. Um, you know, there's just no keeper on earth who's going to stop that one flying into the top corner. But Aberdeen showed resilience, showed character, showed determination. Uh, and really, it, well, it, it was the first time that we've come back from having been behind this season. So that was a, an, it's another step towards. Aberdeen becoming a more rounded, closer to the finished article. Uh, because I think a lot of people would have thought, all right, they've gone behind now. How are they going to react to that? Because it wasn't all that far from the end of the game when Marley Watkins equalised. And then, you know, Aberdeen were in the ascendancy all the way through. I thought the introduction of Conor McLennan into the latter stages of the game made a big difference uh, because he caused St Mirren a lot of problems with his running power. And also Tommy Hoban showed how fit he is because every time Conor McLennan got the ball, you saw Tommy Hoban bomb up the right-hand side to offer him an overlap. Uh, And eventually Aberdeen just wore St Mirren down and Lewis Ferguson... You know, what better man do you want to pop up uh, for a big moment than than Fergie? It wasn't the cleanest strike, but it found the bottom corner of the back of the net and it was a a deserved three points for Aberdeen. But you could see from the reaction of the St Mirren players, they'd put so much into the game to end up coming away with nothing was so shattering for them. It was going to be interesting to see how they bounce back. And of course, this week, uh, they've been struck by COVID once again. They're going to be a little bit depleted for their game tomorrow. Uh, But I must admit, I was impressed by 
the organisation that Jim Goodwin had in his side because they recognised the danger areas that Aberdeen could exploit and they closed them off and it meant that Aberdeen had to play a different kind of game but they ended up winning the game and sometimes it's it's games like that that you're going to learn more from than you know a, a more straightforward victory. Uh, Lewis Ferguson getting the goal again. He's on a good. He's a rich vein of form this season, and he's uh, he's had a few milestones as well. But I think the difference for him there as well, Dave, was the fact that he hit the shot because that's about confidence. It's about taking the shot last minute. It would have been very easy for him to sort of decide, no, let's keep possession here and, and try and build something. But no, he had a go and it found the net. Yeah, absolutely, Lewis. I mean, he's obviously taking penalties just now, but uh, in the absence of Sam Cosgrove, but he is our top scorer on merit, and uh, he's uh, hopefully recovered tomorrow because he missed out in mid- for the under-21s because he got a knock against St Mirren but uh, um, no, Lewis Ferguson is in a rich vein of form we've mentioned on numerous occasions the partnership that him and Ross uh, McCrory have managed to uh, get very quickly and they're pretty formidable they are as well but you know also Andrew mentioned Conor McLennan who found the, the net for Scotland in the 7-0 victory against San Marino for the under-21 so you know really it it was the good news keeps on coming basically Yeah well it is Dundee United tomorrow Andrew it's been a while since uh, Dundee United Aberdeen was a fixture It is indeed um, you have to go back to the 2nd of March 2016 for Aberdeen's last visit to Tannadice when Simon Church scored the only goal of the game uh, since then Simon has retired from football that shows how long ago it was but I, I was just looking through the, the, the stats to see what everybody's individual records were like against United and there's 13 of our squad have never played against Dundee United which is quite incredible Joe Lewis has never played against them Tommy Hoban, Greg Lee, Funso Ojo Curtis Main, Ryan Hedges Sam Cosgrove, Lewis Ferguson Ronnie Hernandez, Scott Wright very surprisingly, Ryan Edmondson, Matty Kennedy and Gary Woods. So it's a new experience for all these people uh, going down to, to Tanadice. And the saddest thing about tomorrow is going to be the fact that they can't go down there and experience the atmosphere that is generated when Aberdeen pay a visit to Tanadice because it is second to none. Uh, it is, it's the local derby. It's the, the new firm game from the, the 1980s it's always a massive game for Aberdeen so it's going to be a, a wee bit different uh, Dave when you go down tomorrow and there's no crowd but it's still going to be you know a, a really tightly contested closely fought game with no quarter raster given by either side Yeah particularly as there's obviously a, a few ex-Aberdeen players in the United ranks, not least of course their captain, Mark Reynolds Cammy Smith, Peter Pollitt Lauren Shankland, so you know, they'll all be looking to put one over their old teammates and uh, yeah, looking forward to it, it should be a good game, United, so I haven't you know, they started well under Mickey Mellon at the start of the season but their form has been a bit iffy in recent times, so Hopefully that will continue. Yeah, I mean that that is the thing, Andrew, isn't it? That with Dundee United, you're not quite yet sure what you're going to face in terms of the way they perform because we've seen moments where they've looked really strong and they've got, you know, on paper, I think they've got quite a strong squad. But you, you then see some results where they sort of throw games away almost, you know, or they don't quite they don't quite see them out. And maybe it's, it's an experience of, of just sort of sort of finding their feet again in the top league. Yeah, I think there's there's a bit of that. Um, 
I was surprised at their two Betfred Cup ties, um, two home games, Peterhead and Kelty Hearts, two sides that haven't played competitive football, and yet United lose to Peterhead and struggle to beat Kelty Hearts 1-0. So, yeah, the consistency that uh, Mickey Mellon would be looking for hasn't been there. OK, um, Shankland and uh, Logan Chalmers, I think, were away on international duty, but... Still in all, you'd have thought that they've got enough in that squad there that they should be dealing with sides like Peterhead and Kelty with all due respect to them. Uh, so I think we were maybe taken in a wee bit by the, the good early results, winning up at Ross County, winning at Motherwell. Uh, but they've struggled a bit, particularly at Tannadice. I mean, uh, apart from Kelty... Uh, St Myrna are the only side that have tasted defeat at, mm. at Tannadice this season so Aberdeen will go there in, a, in confident mood because um, we've won all our away league games we haven't conceded away from home and uh, you know, as I said it'll, it'll be a close run thing but I think Aberdeen will just be too strong for United Do you think that does United have the advantage given they've played in terms of I mean fitness and, and having played over the last couple of weeks or do you think that gives the Dons an advantage in fact they've had the chance to have a rest other than the international players Well there's quite a few international players though mm. for, for Aberdeen I think I think we've seen we saw last week with Cove, Cove Rangers against Hibs and you know as Andrew mentioned the two United games against Peterhead and Kelty teams that have had lots of match experience against teams playing their first competitive games and it that doesn't necessarily go that the, the team with the, the matches behind them are easy so I, I don't think it will make what a difference one way or the other I yeah. mean Aberdeen will be really confident because you know they're in a good place just now and uh, so that confidence and uh, you know the, the guys that were away on international duty most of them experienced success when they were away um, now McGinn obviously wasn't such a great time for Northern Ireland but uh, yeah. no they'll, they'll be very confident We're going to talk more about Aberdeen against Dundee United it's the visit down to Tannadice tomorrow 3 o'clock kickoff. more on that and another short term deal for the Dons that unbelievably feels like ages ago but has happened since the last time uh, we were speaking so we're going to talk about that and that's all on the way in just a minute Yes, this is Red Friday on North Sound 1. I'm Mike. I'm joined by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny. It's Dundee United against Aberdeen tomorrow. That's the big one, Dave. And uh, Dundee United, as we mentioned, it's the first time in a while. What um, with, the, with the international break, it's always, it's always that thing of getting going again. We've seen it in the past, not just with the Dons. We've seen this across football where when there's been an international break, the winter break's probably the best example of that. Teams coming back after a break. Sometimes it can be hard to get going again. Derek McInnes will want to avoid that. How does he? What does he say to the players before they step onto the pitch tomorrow? Well, there won't be any winter break, of course, this year. Which uh, so there won't be any problems at Aberdeen. Perhaps sometimes they've, they've suffered a wee bit, but they've, mm. they've generally been pretty good. But De- Derek will be. I mean, he'll be preparing for tomorrow's game no differently to any any other game, uh, which, as I say, a lot of the players have been away and have been involved in internationals for their uh, country the ones that have been back they had a few days off 
and then back in, back in training. So everyone will be well prepared as as they are for every game. And as I said, it's a busy period coming up for for Aberdeen between now and the the next international break. Not least, we've got the cup semi final mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the month and. Uh, but before then, it's all about one game at a time, and that game is at Tannadice tomorrow afternoon against Dundee United. And I think you know the Dons are on a good run just now, and uh, the main thing is to make sure that that run continues. Continue the run, Andrew. Also, getting those three points, looking at the table, you know, it's all looking up at the moment, which is which is great. But uh, it's also about putting a bit of distance between Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, and the rest, because Kilmarnock seven points behind the Dons as it stands with that with Aberdeen with a game in hand, but. You know, another win tomorrow, and it just separates Aberdeen from any other team. And also, we're looking at Hibs because Hibs tomorrow they've got a tough game as well. They're away to Ross County. Anything can happen there, and it's just again about getting results, pushing on up the table. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at the table just now, and as you said, you know, there's seven points between Aberdeen in fourth and Kilmarnock in fifth. There's only four points between Kilmarnock and bottom of the table, St Johnston. So there, there is this big gap starting to appear quite incredible um, when you think that St Mirren have been on such a bad run but yet they're still they're, not they're still not bottom yeah um, it is just goal difference because, and indeed goal scored uh, because there's three teams Hamilton, St Mirren and St Johnston all on seven points at the moment uh, but Aberdeen aren't looking down the way they're looking up the way and as you say their the next uh, task is to get themselves ahead of Hibs now if Aberdeen win tomorrow even if Hibs win tomorrow Aberdeen have got the chance to, to move into third place on Tuesday night when they entertain Hamilton at mm-hmm. Pataudry so it's just a case of take one game at a time but but try to keep this winning run going and as well as as doing that I think the, the players who are in possession of the, the starting 11 shirts at the moment will be well aware of the fact that uh, players of the, the calibre of Michael Devlin Curtis Main uh, looking down the list uh, Matty Kennedy Sam Cosgrove, Greg Lee, uh, they're all getting closer to full fitness. Probably Greg Lee and Sam Cosgrove are a little bit behind the others in terms of, of being ready to come into the team because the others, apart from Michael Devlin, um, have played some football. But uh, that competition for places is good for you as well because uh, you look at Aberdeen, uh, Look at St Mirren last time out. They could only name four substitutes. Aberdeen could name nine. And the nine subs could all have said, you know, I can come into the into the starting 11 and I'm not going to weaken that starting 11. And that's a very happy position for Derek McInnes to be in, to have the strength of squad that he has now. And uh, that, that, again, keeps everyone on their toes. They know that any drop in performance level, be it at training or be it in a match, means you lose the shirt yeah and of course Derek McInnes further strengthening the squad with the signing of Greg Lee on a short term deal we're going to talk about that we're also going to hear from the fans as well ahead of tomorrow's game because it is another big game for the Dons Duns United against Aberdeen 3 o'clock kickoff tomorrow uh, more Red Friday on the way after we get the latest North Sound 1 news headlines across North East Scotland North Sound 1 News Campaigners are asking the Scottish Government to do more to help those suffering from so-called long COVID. It's thought thousands of people across the country are living with long-term effects of coronavirus. A man's died after being stabbed in the streets in Paris. There are reports the attacker has been shot by police. Anti-terror officers are investigating. Boris Johnson's called time on negotiations for a post-Brexit trade agreement, but Brussels wants to carry on talks. NHS Grampians apologised for patients receiving flu vaccination letters 
services after the date of their appointments. The SNPs won an Aberdeenshire Council by-election by just 25 votes, keeping their Ellen and district seats. And Aberdeen women's side will finally get back to playing this weekend. Co-manager Stuart Bathgate's excited to get the football season going at home to Dundee United. I think we managed to get one game in before, or I did anyway, one game in before lockdown and before the season that never was, if you like. So, yeah, it's been it's been a long wait. Um, it's been a long six, seven months. North Sound 1. Get all the biggest hits and the biggest throwbacks without lifting a finger. Just ask your smart speaker to play North Sound 1. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1. Red Friday. And the Dons are back in action tomorrow away to Dundee United. Three o'clock kickoff, and that is after the international break. Uh, one which we can talk positively about for once, which is uh, just fantastic. We're going to get the thoughts now of our fan reporter, Graham Watt, uh, looking ahead to tomorrow's game. Yeah, Mike, I think all the fans are excited. You know, it's been a while since we've had a Marine against Dundee United back in the league. It's been a few years, so obviously we can't have any fans there. Um, but at least we have the pay-per-view aspect of it to get the game watched you know so it's it's one positive but you know yourself Mike with the with that sort of fixture it's always a sellout and Aberdeen travel in numbers for that game but you know I'm looking forward to it I think Aberdeen you know especially some of the players have had very successful wee break there with the international side uh, you know McGinn got a goal Considine then McCrory getting called up as well you know it's all been positive so I think the team will carry that forward to the Dun United game and Hopefully we can get a win. I'm, I'm sure they will. Um, keep that run going, gather a bit, a bit more momentum, you know. And I'm going to say 3-1, Mike. I think there'll be goals in this game. Obviously, Mark Reynolds will be looking forward, and you know Shanklin, you know Pierre Paulet, these guys that have done United. So they'll be they'll be really wanting and you know looking forward to playing against the former side. As will Aberdeen, you know Aberdeen will you know exactly what to expect, and um, Derek will have it all planned out. But I'm, I'm confident Aberdeen will get the win. 3-1, Mike. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Confidence at the moment in the fans, Andrew, rightly so. And, of course, strengthening the squad. Derek McInnes has added Greg Lee. Uh, he's returned now from uh, NEC uh, Brada from uh, Holland. And uh, he's, of course, he's another cover. He's another left-sided defender, which is useful, especially with Scott McKenna having left. Absolutely. I mean, we all know what Greg Lee is capable of. And I think he said himself, he feels he's got unfinished business at Aberdeen because he picked up that leg break, uh, which curtailed his season last year. Uh, went back to, to Breda and Holland, um, obviously wasn't required by them, uh, so went out of contract. And I think it's had a great bit of business by Derek McInnes. As I say, we know what he's capable of. Very athletic, great in the air, a really good lad as well. Um, bubbly, enthusiastic character, good boy to have in the, in the dressing room. And it's just a win-win situation for both Aberdeen and for Greg. Yeah, Dave, I think it is important that sort of togetherness in the in the dressing room and it's such a big, big part of a successful football team. And it does feel like the Dons have got that right now. Yeah, it does. And in terms of Greg, not, not only... Do, do we know what Greg can bring but Greg knows all about the club he knows most of the squad that he's uh, joining uh, apart from the, the new signings and the, I'm sure they'll all fit in very quickly but it is a it's a very together squad right now but uh, you expect that under Derek because he 
does the the homework. It's not just about how a player can play. It's his character, personality, the way he interacts with others. Uh, they all go into the mix before before a player is, is signed. So, but yeah, I agree with Andrew. I think Greg Lee's a, a great lad to have. And remember, of course, he played along with Zach Viner in midfield mm-hmm. down at Motherwell um, when we played very well um, last season. Yeah, it was last season, and uh, <laughs> um, it's like a different world. So you know, he's, he's a, a very adaptable player it can play in quite a few positions yeah uh, we're going to move on to beat the pundit in a minute because of course there's another game for the Dons on Tuesday that I want to talk about with you both but before that Andrew what's your thoughts tomorrow in terms of a score how do you think the Dons are going to get on well I heard my old pal Darren Young there saying that he thinks Aberdeen will win 2-0 and I, I tend to go along with him I think they'll keep the, the clean sheet uh, once again um, the defence are playing very well Lauren Shankland uh, Obviously a danger man for Dundee United and Mark McNulty who is a good signing by Mickey mm. Mellon uh, I don't know whether he's fit enough to start the game but he may come on at some point we saw what he was capable of when he was at Hibs so Dundee United have got firepower there's Nicky Clark as well of, of course uh, another with Aberdeen connections there uh, so the Dons will have to be on their toes defensively but you know, it, it's a solid-looking defence just now. Uh, Joe in goals has got over that blip of the Motherwell game. Uh, Ash Taylor is getting stronger, uh, I think, as the weeks go on. Tommy Hoban, uh, who's obviously signed now through till the end of the season, uh, excellent player. And as the manager said, he's, he's one of those players that brings on players round about him rather than just concentrating his own game. And as I mentioned, that St Mirren game, the, the help that he gave Connor McLennan on the right-hand side allowed Connor to, to really drive at the, at the, the St Mirren defence knowing that he had help up outside him. And uh, I just think... We've got too much in midfield. I think that's where the game will be won or lost. And the, the Ross McCrory, Lewis Ferguson hub in there working so well together. Uh, Ryan Hedges flying this season. Scott Wright, who could play his 50th league game for Aberdeen tomorrow if he, if he makes an appearance. Another one who is capable of breaking down even the best defence. Uh, I think Aberdeen will just have too much for Dundee United. But uh, I think it will be a really good game to watch because as Graham said I think with the ex-Dons in the United ranks they'll want to have a go at Aberdeen and uh, attack is often the best form of defence and uh, you know, United have only kept cl- two clean sheets in 13 games this season so maybe they're thinking better to take the 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 old thought of if they score one we'll score two sort Mm. of idea into the game yeah absolutely well we're going to get your thoughts in just a moment Dave because it is time for Beat the Pundit but we have to cast our mind back to two weeks I had to to go and look up and see if I could figure out who it was but I think it was Maza who was was giving us his predictions on behalf of the Dons Martin it was yes yeah that's right Martin Maza Uh, so uh, Andrew can you cast your mind back as to how things went? Fortunately, I kept a bit of paper that I record oh, all the scores that. on. <laughs> uh, because one of us is organised. what I did yesterday, far less, two weeks ago. I certainly uh, can't either. Uh, everybody scored four 
uh, in that week it was a truncated right. card of course because Kilmarnock Motherwell was cancelled uh, none of us got a correct scoreline right but we got correct results right so uh, Dave you got a half point as did Mazza so you still lead 5-4 against the Red Army OK well let's see how this week's Don's fan gets on against uh, Dave McDermott on Beat the Pundits our fan reporter Graham Watt he caught up this week with Don's fan Neil Wiley OK Mike today we've got Neil Wiley he will be taking on Dave McDermott and Beat the Pundit first up Neil the 12.30 kickoff Celtic versus Rangers your score predictions for that one I am going to go for a one-all draw. Hamilton versus St Johnston. I'm going to go for 2-1 St Johnston. And Livingston against Kilmarnock. 2-1 Killy. Ross County against Hibernian. I'm going to go 2-0 Hibs. St Mirren against Motherwell. I'm going to go with 1-0 St Mirren. And finally, the big one everyone's looking forward to at the weekend, Dundee United versus Aberdeen. Dundee United, nothing, Aberdeen, 2 all right, Dave, we're going to start off with the early kickoff tomorrow. It's the old firm. It's Celtic Rangers. Yeah, like Neil, I'm going to go for a one-all draw. Uh, then three o'clock kickoffs, Hamilton St. Johnston. 1-1. One, one. Uh, Livingston Kilmarnock. Now, Neil's gone for 2-1 Killy in that one. Uh, yes, I'm going for... I think Killy will have a few more players back. They obviously were knocked out by Dunfermline uh, the, or in their group game. They get beaten by Dunfermline, the vet mm-hmm. Fred, but it was a, basically a team of youngsters. It'll be a stronger team tomorrow. I think 1-1. Ross County against Hibs. 2-1 Hibs. Uh, St Mirren are at home to Motherwell. 1-0 Motherwell. And then the big one, it's Dundee United against the Dons. I was going to go 2-0 like uh, Andrew and like Neil, but I think um, I've gone 2-0 recently quite a lot. So 3-0 3-0, fair enough And I like a bit of confidence Uh Um, Let's look at some of those other games then Andrew, just um, We'll we'll touch on some of those Obviously the the, the one that I think we probably should mention Is that early kick-off Celtic Rangers Uh, It is still very early in the season But is this an indication as to whether Celtic actually have someone to rival them this season uh, For that league title Or is it not? I must say, we must be the only sports preview programme in Scotland who have gone 41 minutes before we've <laughs> mentioned Celtic against Rangers because I'm quite sure everybody else has done nothing but talk about them. I'm sure, I'm uh, sure. I have a strong suspicion that despite their COVID problems of players coming back from international duty being ruled out, I think Celtic, they've just got that winning mentality that... Um, no matter how badly they play. We saw it against St Johnston. They didn't play well at all there, but they still ended up winning the game 2-0, which on paper looks comfortable, but as we mm. all know, it was anything but. But they've, they've got this... Whatever, this, this X factor that guarantees you success. And Rangers, for all the good stuff that they've played this season... And last season, for that matter, for long periods of last season, they played well. They've won nothing. So uh, that must prey in the backs of their minds, especially when they go to Celtic Park. I think Celtic will just edge it 2-1, but it's going to be an interesting one to see whether the passion that is usually engendered by that game, passion, hatred, whatever you want to call it, um, is there when there's no fans. Yeah. I think it'll be a very different scenario. It's going to be very different, I think, David. You know, Celtic haven't played well this season. They've had their dramas on and off the field. Actually, a couple of results away from potential, you know, crisis at Celtic Park, certainly from their perspective, you would think. 
but they've won their games. They keep winning. They've only they've only dropped the two points this season. Just one draw and. Rangers have played well they've probably played the the better football of the two not probably they definitely have but it all goes out the window tomorrow when they play yeah I mean Chris Sutton said that he th- thinks Rangers play better with, without the fans there because the fans put some of their players I too mean, much pressure you could and say that about any club really, yeah I, I, I tend to agree I think Rangers are playing playing well this season I think they're a stronger side than they were last season um, Celtic do have the, the problems of, of players potentially being unavailable because of COVID uh, and I, that's why I've gone for, for a draw because mm. I, I, I do think Rangers are, this season will offer more of a, a challenge uh, to Celtic and the, the 10 in a row, this uh, holy grail that they're going for um, you know, I, I think it is going to go pretty much right to the wire Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about the next Don's game of course there's a game on Tuesday as well we'll talk about that and we're also going to touch on some Cove Rangers news as well of course so that's all on the way in just a minute It's time to talk football It's time to talk Don's North Sound 1 Red Friday going to turn our attention to League One now and of course in a week's time it will be Peterhead against Cove Rangers Andrew but both clubs now in the same league and I'm going to start with Airdrie against Peterhead's uh, opening game for uh, the Blue Toon and it's away from home against Airdrie could be could be a, a reasonably tough game you would think I think it will be a tough game but uh, they go into it in fine form having beaten Dundee United at Tanadice last weekend and following that up with a 3-1 victory uh, at Balmour against Brechin City. So Jim McAnally's side will be in a, a good shape for going into that one. But it's the type of game that if, if Peterhead are to be challenging at the top end of that table, they've got to win because Airdrie themselves will probably fancy their chances of, of getting to a playoff spot. Uh, it's just... It's a strong league mm. um, when you think that uh, Falkirk, Park Thistle are in there as well. So um, it, it'll be a, a wee marker for, for how good, bad or indifferent the season's going to be. Yeah, Dave, what, what's your thoughts on the, the opener there for, for Peterhead? Yeah, I think uh, they, they go into the game, as Andrew says, uh, full of confidence after a great start to their Betfred Cup campaign. And uh, I think they need to... The importance of getting off to a good start in the, in the league it will be... Every manager will be drumming that into into their squads yeah. uh, I, I think they might st- a draw wouldn't be the worst result uh, as I think Airdrie are not a bad side but uh, I, I fancy Peterhead just to sneak that one uh, Cove Rangers well they're in action of course with uh, having won the league they're up to League One and it's a home game to start off and also just a bit of news on Cove Rangers as well Dave is their launch of Cove Rangers FC TV so well done to them on uh, what something that's quite ambitious for a League One club but it, it also it makes complete sense in the in the, the sort of the, the broader spectrum of what Cove Rangers are all about right now yeah and looking at the bigger picture it could be quite some time before we can welcome fans back yeah, into the stadium so it, it is a, a, an ambitious but a very good good move it's a fantastic setup at Balmoral yeah. uh, and uh, Cove Rangers watched the, the game against the uh, Hibs last last Saturday and they gave such a good account and really gave Jack Ross's oh, OK Jack Hibs were without key players but uh, they had a great squad a very good squad and yeah. uh, they were given a real fright by Paul Hartley and his team who played really well uh, tomorrow of course the 
it's we heard from him earlier their manager Darren Young yep. and his East 5 team and I wish Darren Andrew and I know Darren well and they wish him all the very best but uh, not so not, much not tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah Andrew of course they did do have that good performance against Hibs and then he struggled slightly against Brora of course Brora are, are a decent side as well but it, you, you do feel that tomorrow um, we, we obviously want Cove to get off to a flyer you feel that they're strong enough to do that East Fife will not be uh, an easy challenge though No, East Fife have um, since Darren went there you know they've consolidated themselves in that table uh, and it will be a tough game but that's what we said uh, last year when Cove were about to embark on their senior career against Edinburgh City and they the smashed them 5-0 that day and <laughs> right. set this, again, set a marker for, for how good the season was going to be. But uh, I think Paul Hartley has got a really good squad together there now. Uh, I see Tom Layton, who was one of their fringe players, has moved to East Kilbride on loan. Uh, and is it Danny Mullen, the, the goalkeeper, has gone back to... Uh, Ryan Mullen, sorry, not Ryan Mullen. Mullen. Yeah. Ryan Mullen has gone back to to Celtic because he, he picked up an injury. But they've got a good squad. They've got good experience. They've got some good players there, and they they'll be wanting to to um, get away to a good start. Uh, you mentioned the midweek game up in Brora. Brora are a very very good side, uh, particularly up at Dudgeon Park. It's a long long hike to travel up there, and because. Cove and Brora were the top dogs in the Highland League uh, in very recent times. You know, there was an, an added edge to that game, but Cove got the bonus point after the 2-2 draw, winning the penalty shootout. So uh, it, it came as no surprise to me that, um, that Brora yep. gave uh, Cove a very tough game, probably as tough, if not tougher, than Hibs gave them last weekend. But I think, uh, as Dave said, you know, up against... Uh, Still a Premier League side, regardless of whether they were missing one or two key players, it was Premier League players that they were up against and they gave such a good account of themselves that I think they will feel good in themselves going into this game. And I think I'm right in saying they've never lost uh, a league game. In fact, have they not won every single league game that they've played at Balmoral? I have to check that, but it sounds about right. It sounds it certainly hadn't not lost because that was their first competitive the defeat bit, yeah. in, uh, at, at Balmor, uh, Balmoral yeah. rather uh, when they lost the Hibs last weekend. Yeah. So uh, you know they're so strong at home. Uh, they've taken to their surroundings there so well that I, I think they'll strongly fancy themselves. Uh, very, very quick prediction from you, Andrew. We've got less than a minute left, but Aberdeen against Hamilton on Tuesday. Just a very quick look ahead to that at Pataudry. Home win for Aberdeen. <laughs> yeah, likewise. <laughs> oh, I mean, it didn't add much to the conversation. But of course, two games for the Dons uh, in the next few days. And of course, yes, we know we, we want that home win, Dave. Just in terms of the, the squad, good good size of squad at the moment for Derek McInnes. And you feel that even, even when you see the games coming thick and fast off the back of international games, plenty there to work with. Absolutely, definitely. And I'm also looking forward to the championship getting underway this evening with of Hearts course. against Dundee. Yeah, that's, uh, that's this evening of course and it is on the telly as well so they're looking forward to, to that one as well but the eyes tomorrow will all be on Tannadice it's Dundee United against the Dons it's a 3 o'clock kickoff, and it's the first Dundee United Dons game in quite some time we're looking forward to that one It's time to talk football it's time to talk Dons North Sound 1 Red Friday 